In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out, you ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court, they already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for like LeBron's last year, this year, next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be dead. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke. Jack, it's been a minute, bro. Been a minute, but we back in this beat. Like we never left, man. We got a a, a special one today. We got uh, an audience too in this man, motherfucker got, too. Man, it's, it's packed out out here in Malk, yeah, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's only A-lister. right. We got an A-lister in the it's building. It's only right, man. Uh, where do I start? Rapper, actor, songwriter, producer, Grammy Award winner. The one and only, Ludacris. Male gigolo. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate Hell you. Hell yeah. <laughs> First of all, man, congratulations on the uh, the, the star on Hollywood. Thank you, man. This, Thank I you, mean, man. The, you know, the, come on, man. What is? Nah, I, I tell everybody it, it makes me stand still for a second because I'm sure, just like y'all, I'm constantly looking forward. It's been two decades of I never look back. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to take in the present moment because right. I'm always looking just forward. looking at what's yeah. next. And this is one of those times where it honestly just made me. 
it making me stop for a second and look around and you know just it's amazing like it's, it's hard to put into words because of all the peers and all the people that showed up for that mm -hmm. and um you know to hear someone else and certain people talk about the accolades and talk about the things that you've done and the history that you've made that's different that's different what kind of stuff comes to mind though because like you said we're always so hamster wheel what's next we're after that next so when you do finally take a look back at your journey and it's been 20 plus years like what's what what are some of the things that jump out to you and what do you remember about those things i think um where the journey started to where it's at right now you know you hear people say those cliche things like you know would you ever have thought that you would have been doing this or doing that and the, the honest answer to that question outside of music um would be no you know, things just, a lot of unexpected things happen in everybody's lives and you kind of have to go with the path to a degree. Um, and so to answer your question, you know, I started in radio. I wanted to, be, I always knew I wanted to do music, but when I say I started in radio, that was kind of like my means to an end. So in case y'all don't know the story. Love a lover. Yeah, I was at this station <laughs> and I was trying to get the attention of certain people so that I could put the music out. And it was like, Amazing, because at, at during this time, I'm like 17, 18 years old at the radio station and like a local celebrity, and it was a pit stop. And for a second, I was like, this is this is pretty nice, because I'm over <laughs> here getting more money than I ever got in my life, right. hosting parties, getting cash, and I'm, I'm in music, so I, you know what I mean? Like, around it, and I'm around all these celebrities, I'm making friends, but the whole goal was to go up there to play the music for people and try and get put on, which, you know, ended up me putting money in my own pocket and investing in myself mm. and putting out my own album. And that's what it got there. But like I said, the radio, music, acting, hosting, producing, creating. Yeah, right. That's when I look back and I'm like, wow. Well, just on some real shit, just congratulations, bro. Because like you, you said, obviously we were fans of music from the beginning to, to where it's been. But like you said, the crossover what is it what makes everything else stand out even more so absolutely man we've been to a we, we've been to a few parties together yeah, my yeah, brother come on, definitely man. come on man. <laughs> always man. we've had some definitely. time these are my guys by the way man we yeah. got true hey, we history came, yes. hey we came and fucked his uh hoop game up one year <laughs> yeah. jack and i were hitting on some other shit man listen Luda day prime weekend. shape too mm -hmm. Luda day weekend we have the basketball uh tournament every single year and it's like Honestly, the, the basketball players that come are not really supposed to be giving it they all. They're not supposed to be playing at 100% because, you know, if they get hurt, then it's it's, it's going to be hell for them, you know, <laughs> when they coaches from everybody. These two motherfuckers showed up like they was playing a, a real goddamn game. <laughs> hey, we was, and we was high as the cost of living, too. <laughs> Out there sure hooping, was. hooping, real shit, dunking, bro. blocking shots, shooting deep ass threes. <laughs> that shit was fun though. Man, I'm glad y'all. You had just retired, right? Yep. And I have, I was like, I was like a year or two away yep. from retiring. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, new music in the works. It is. It's been in the works for a minute, man. And then I get a script for another Fast and Furious right, goddamn movie. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it has been. I, I, I'm joking, but what I'm saying is, after putting out nine, ten plus projects. You hear people say the best artist, which is so true, that your best art and your best music comes from life and experiences. So if I put out 10 projects, I, I got to live some life again and I got to make it authentic and I got to make it organic and I got to make it real. And it, it takes a little time as you continue to reinvent yourself and still satisfy the core ludicrous audience. 
it will take a little more time as opposed to just throwing music no, out No, definitely. There. Because the one thing about me is, you know, that shattering that stereotype of just because he's doing all these other things, he doesn't have it musically anymore. Mm. That's my number one goal, mm. you know. So I put out these and little things. And, yeah, I be so, taping it. Yeah, so it's just like to show people, man, look, make no mistake. I, I 100% still hungry, still got this shit. Mm. I'm just doing other things that, you know, are are adding to my legacy. But make no mistake, I know what got me here, mm-hmm. period. As you continue to add to your legacy, what are some of the new thing? Any new things you're working on right now, or projects, or in terms of music, anything outside of music? Tell Man. us, tell us what's on your slate. I know your movie's coming out soon. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of different projects. Uh, movies, obviously, this Fast and Furious Ten just came out. Um, I think the cat is out the bag. We can say that it is more than one because there's like a part A here, so it's it's open ended. Okay. Um, I have a movie that Will Packer produced and Tim Story directed. I've been wanting to work with them forever. It comes out at the end of this year on Disney uh, Plus, and that's called Dashing, me and Lil Rel. Black Santa Claus movie. You know, they kept saying they, they haven't seen a movie with a black Santa Claus, and I'm like, I had to think back, and this might be the first black Santa Claus, like, starring movie. Um, we just talked about working on music. If you haven't heard The Karma's World, this is based off my daughter on Netflix. Congratulations, four seasons man. of that. That's dope. Merchandising in store, streaming, um, chicken and beer restaurant. We about to open up one in LAX. There's one in Atlanta right now. So uh, what else? What am I forgetting? Yeah. I know it's a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> right. But those are kind of like the main components right about now, I guess you could say. I mean, we're going to get to it later, but you brought it up now. Getting an opportunity to work with your daughter and just see her fall in love with you know, a space that you're in and her grow in it. Uh, yeah. What is that like for you? I mean, listen, man, people talk about what we doing on this earth. Why are we here? That's a, that's one of those full circle moments that, you know, I've, I've done my duty in terms of helping the next generation with self-confidence and all the things that they're dealing with right now, you know, being inspired by my daughter. So it's unreal to her. Like she, she has no words. I mm-hmm, mean, she's mm-hmm. out here. You go in Target, you go in Walmart, right. and you see a, a a doll in your likeness, and you hearing this music. I was just I took my youngest daughter, who is almost two years old, to the playground the other day, and I kid you not, I saw another kid that was about four years old playing on the playground, and she had the Karma's World doll in her hand while she was playing. And it's like there's a lot of you know people can tell you certain things, people can say how it's right. affecting. You Come can on, read man. text, you could look on social media, but when you at the playground Kill randomly it. with your daughter and you mm-hmm. see another kid, that's a whole different kind of mm-hmm. wow. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. Congratulations. Beautiful thing. Thank you. Fast and Furious Ten. When we <laughs> right. say ten, like what first thing comes to your mind? Number ten. The first thing that comes to my mind is what the fuck. What the fuck, <laughs> right? I mean, listen, I can only be honest. And I say that because me and Tyrese both came in at two. Too fast, too furious. So we didn't even start the franchise. We got lucky. Rest in peace to John Singleton. John Singleton takes, you know, he's known for taking Ice Cube and um, and certain people from the music world, Tyrese, and throwing them in movies. And then all of a sudden they have a whole career. Um, he took me and 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 put me in Too Fast, Too Furious. Tyrese had already done Baby Boy with him. And it changed the entire direction and trajectory of my of my life. Because I was on tour with Eminem at the time. 
and I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I got the call from John Singleton. He was like, I want you to try out for this part. I'm backstage about to go on in like 30, 30 minutes. And he's like, I'm sending you the sides right now. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, why the fuck is this such a rush? Like, can I get a day, you know, to look over these sides and stuff? Um, and I read the sides and, and did everything. Come to find out later, Ja Rule was supposed to get the uh... part. And I don't know what happened because I don't want to misspeak. But however it happened, they came to me. And that those were the best sloppy seconds I've ever had in my goddamn <laughs> life. Yeah, so that being oh. said, I got the part. He called me the next day. It was like, you got the part? Changed my life. So when I say bringing it full circle, when I say goddamn, too fast, too furious, you come back in five. So years have passed. So then it did, you know what I'm saying? Then it did three and four. And then you just get this call. We want you to come back. And I'm like, oh shit, all right. That's a surprise. And then you go six, seven. Eight, nine. What year? I did just this? said it's one part of ten. Right. That means it's more than this motherfucker. Right, bro. two parts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, bro. Mm. And when you say ten, to me, I was happy at two. That's basically right. what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to be in seven of them is it blows my mind, man. Like now we have lifetime memories with every single cast member. Like it's this is a quarter century of our lives. So our families hang out with each other. Right, our kids know each other. Yeah. Me and Vin's youngest daughters are like best friends, birthday parties. I've spent Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like it's that right, it's real. It's that real. And, and while we on it, just so that y'all know, and y'all could ask Tyrese the same thing, I put my cast up against any cast in movie history in terms of when you yell cut and the movie and the camera goes off of who really fucks with each other. Mm. Truly. Nobody can fuck with us when it comes to that. Dope. Period. All of us. That's all for life, too. Yes. But just you start talking about two, now we're at 10. Like, how crazy has the, has each movie got? And, like, do you do your own stunts? That's a good-ass question. Let me ask them. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask them. <laughs> so let me break this shit down real quick. Let me ask first one. That's a good question, because people people really need to know. So your, your, first, your first question was, before you said you did your own stunts, was what? What was it? How the, the movie gets crazier, yeah. like how crazy do they get each right. movie? So what I was going to say was, that's one of the things that we seem to defy stereotypically. Because, you know, as sequels go on and on, before it was like, sometimes they would get worse and worse. Right. Um, arguably, these have gotten better and better. To the point where it's like people just trying to understand how the hell we keep doing this shit. And I also hear people say all the time, why do y'all keep doing these movies? That's the dumbest fucking question in the world. I'm going to tell you why. Because no matter what industry we in, podcast, music, movies, it's all about a bottom line. It's right. all about how much you spend compared to how much you make. Right. We're making billions of fucking dollars. That's every time. Bro, and I'm saying that like I'm just giving you my heart. I'm not... I'm not trying to brag or nothing. Right. So when you say, why do y'all keep shooting? That's why. When some of y'all keep saying, why the fuck do y'all keep shooting these movies? Let me tell you why. Because if you spend 200 million and you make a billion, mm. who the fuck is you going to tell to stop <laughs> shooting movies right. when you make it 800 oh, motherfucking million dollars? Every time. How? I need people to stop asking that question. Even if you don't like it. Right. Even if you don't want to watch it. That's okay. Stop asking that goddamn question. That is the answer. Because there is a person who is a CEO and a whole bunch of executives that work at an office and they say, we just made $800 million. God damn it. We're going to make another one. That's of why it's part two. Period. <laughs> Shit. And the second part of your 
Yes. Stunts. Um, when we first started in Too Fast, Too Furious, and on the first one, they they used to let us do our own stunts. Meaning they would have like, we would be driving the cars and everything, and they would have duplicate cars waiting just in case we wreck one of them. And then we'd get in the other one and just keep going. You know, seatbelts strapped up, everything safe. As the budgets continued to grow, mm-hmm. they said, get the fuck out of them damn seats, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to replace you with stuntmen. And no, we don't do our own stunts anymore, to a degree. Like, we do little stuff, but the big shit, we just leave to the stunt. You wouldn't have did that stunt in real life when you was pranking Lil John. Well, that, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, nah, that, that was falling off a damn balcony. Yeah. I, don't, I don't play like that. I like to do crazy shit, but play, you know, jumping off balconies is not one of those yeah. things. Yeah, nah, not at all. You speak uh, highly of, of Vin Diesel. What, what makes him the face of the franchise? That's another good question. Because y'all are asking questions that like people don't ask, one, and then number two, that's going to allow me to tell you shit that other people don't fucking know. Um, Vin is one of those people that he's okay with not getting the credit. And what I mean by that is what makes him so special, he's a producer on these films. When I tell you this man eats, sleeps, breathes, shits, fast and furious, everything. (laughs) But it's like other people will kind of get the credit. He just stays behind the scenes, but he's involved in every element, in every detail. I'm talking about to my character, to Tyrese's character, not just his character. He's looking out for everything, and he's looking out for the heart of what makes this franchise, you know, just the heartbeat of it. Because, you know, you can see all these flying stunts and all this craziness and people can say it. But if you really think about when you watch these movies, why people keep coming back to the theater, there, there's a certain element of heart. And I know people joke about the family and us saying family all the time. But he is so in tune with making sure that there's heart moments that leave you even subconsciously wondering why you want to keep going back and watching this fucking movie and why you are just so tied to it. And besides that's what it action. is. Besides the action. Besi- no, besides all the yeah. besides the stuff that's on the 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 surface, mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's he gets way beneath the surface and understands what makes the human fiber and people tick. That's why he's so phenomenal. And this is what he does, man. He's methodical, very methodical. That's dope. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Where does The Rock stand with the Fast and Furious franchise? That's a good question as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
you would have to go see the movie to see, man. That's all mm. I could tell you. So he might be in it, Jack. Yeah, I mean, he might not, too. <laughs> <laughs> they got to break bread with Rock, huh? Right, you got to break that bread. He may or yes, may sir. not be. We just don't right. know. And that's the story with every character in the right. past. If you think they died, the motherfuckers right. came right. back. Yeah, right. He ain't really dead. Come on. No one ever dies. Hey, keep in mind, there's one more coming, so you might right. see the ghost yeah. of. And, and that The Rock never died in the franchise, by the way. He made a spinoff and everything, but no, nah, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. Shout out to the Rock. What's it like working with him? I mean, the he cast, just gonna follow on our, uh, our Instagram. We try to get to him Rock. on. If that's your guy, we oh, hey, Luda, we gonna ask you at the end of the show, but we need that plug. Yeah. Uh, he's listening. If he just followed y'all, he's watching. Yeah, that yeah. I do he know about. Our, our Trust me. Oh, you got. Once you DM the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, shit. I mean, the he's cast, on social media. He, he takes that shit serious. Straight I up, will tell up. you that. We need him. We need him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously a great cast. Uh, as I told you, we're shooting your, your, your man Tyrese later. But what is it like working with The Rock in particular? I mean, he's just someone. We've all followed his path to where he is as well. And he sit, seems like he's sitting on top of the world. Absolutely. The most disciplined human being I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, Mark Wahlberg sits up there as well. But when you talk about The Rock, it's the closest thing to to a robot. And I mean it's in the best way possible. Like... You know, he'll get up three o'clock in the morning. This man will go do cardio for 30, 40 minutes every single day, no matter how much sleep he's got. Sometimes he'll get two hours of sleep, depending on what he had the day before. Do that cardio, go eat a, a steak and like eight eggs. and You know what I mean? Eat 30 minutes later, do workout for two hours, and he's, you know, weightlifting. And it's just like, then he'll go to work. So now it's like six in the morning, seven in the morning. He'll go and shoot a movie, and he's there all day, and he's eating every two, three hours on the dot. And what he's eating is very specific to the macronutrients and all of the exact <laughs> right, right. protein to fucking carbs <laughs> to vegetables that are supposed to work exactly in sync with what the fuck he just did three, four hours before that. And the man like go get five, six hours of sleep on a good day and do the same thing all over again every single day and drink water and that's it. Goes crazy. So if you ask what it's like working with him, man, it, it's inspiring working with him. And I used to be the smallest guy on the Fast and Furious cast and being around him, now not so much. He got me on my shit. Like right. I just monitor and I watched and I observed and I like took certain elements of how I want to incorporate that into my life <laughs> and, and figure it out, man. Because it's like when you see somebody and they show you what's possible, psh, that's what we need. You know what I mean? Like we hear about things. You guys know the same thing. Before you started balling, sometimes you see see that person in that car. You go to see that house. When you're able to make it tangible, then it's like you know, you know, without shadow of a doubt that you can make it happen. Paul Walker. Yeah. How was it? Work rest. First of all, rest in peace. Um, I know he's, he was a brother to you, and I know what it feels like to lose a brother. But give me uh, for the people that don't know. Not only how great of an actor he was, but how great of a human being was Paul Walker. Listen, I don't even have to tell you. you I think people know. Mm -hmm. If you ever saw him speak, if you ever just felt his presence, even through the screen, um, you know, on interviews that he's done, if you ever saw his daughter, if you ever saw the work that he did through his reach out worldwide, his, um, you know, foundation and him trying to preserve the, the planet and the earth and save animals and all of these different things. Absolutely amazing. We're both Virgos. His, his, our birthdays are one day apart. Extremely co close, um, very humble, 
man, just just love, man. It was you know what's so similar about us is his energy wasn't just he couldn't give that out to just anyone basically. Mm-hmm. So he was very reserved in a sense that he's very sensitive towards who he can be around because you know you got energy drainers, mm-hmm. and so his his energy was so pure and so magnifying that he could only be around certain people. Mm. And it's just like even more magnified now. That's the best way that I can mm. put it. Steve. Real deep. Rest in peace. And man. his daughter is is in the movie. Dope. That's dope. She got a cameo in there. Yeah. So his legacy, Live it lives on. on. Absolutely. Yes, As it should. Man, fuck y'all for getting me secondhand high right now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't smoking forever. Man, I'm high as hell. This motherfucker hey. like, what the hell? I ain't, hey. I ain't this hey, shit. Yeah. Hey. hey, that's how we really win. You gonna start saying, I ain't never told nobody this, but... That's, that's how we rear you. Y'all in. gonna see me on camera start going right. like this, like smoking. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, born, uh, born in Illinois, moved around a little bit, landed in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you got there, and what was your first impression? Yeah, my my parents went to uh, University of Illinois, so fighting a line Um, and my dad moved to Atlanta really early after that, and so I used to I would go stay with him summers when I was like six, seven years okay. old, and then I moved full time around nine. 10 and um man atlanta think about this like the crisscross era and the abc era and i'm around i'm that young so i'm like man i gotta i know i can make it mm-hmm. it's like crisscross got discovered in a mall like that's where mm-hmm. jermaine dupree discovered them i don't know if y'all remember that like they were walking mm-hmm. around in a mall and jd was like them two kids are stars i'm about to make y'all millionaires and so to me i'm like shit, man i'm t- you know i can do this i'm talented Atlanta is the Mecca, man. It's the Motown of the South. And, you know, people said that early on, but I'm sure after two decades of seeing what's going on in the industry and how prominent it is, there's no doubting that at this point. So you had the LaFace, you had the the Dallas Austin uh, Rowdy Records, you know, during this time. This is the Freaknik era that everybody's mm. bringing back up right now. Best place on earth, man. Jesus, Jesus, Black Jesus. man's heaven. <laughs> Black man's heaven. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Why y'all asking me this shit? Y'all was at Freak Nick. You I know still, what the hell I'm talking about. I still live in Atlanta. I no, I wasn't went there. in 2003 yeah. and I ain't left. Yeah, no, Jack set go. up. Yeah, Jack set up home there. Yeah, you know what it is, man. Yes, it's, you know, Magic City, man. <sighs> Gentlemen's Club. Don't remind me. There's a lot of history. Five, five, nine, one, twelve. When you really think about it, man. So much culture, man. So much history. Birthed so many stars. So much talent. Uh, producers. Just movers, shakers, industry insiders, and you know, just trendsetters, man. Mm-hmm. Trendsetters, mm-hmm. trendsetters, trendsetters. Yeah. Uh, at what age did you find music? As far as feeling like you could, or you said when you saw all yeah. of it, but is what, what that's when you started, or you had already started? I had already started, man. I made my first song when I was nine. Um, some people know this story, but this audience, you'll probably hear it for the first time, man. I. I was nine and I lied and said I was ten because my first song was called "I'm Bad." I'm 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 bad. I might be. Damn, what the fuck was it? Um, I'm cool. I'm bad. I might be ten, but I can't survive without my girlfriend. So I had to rhyme with girlfriend. <laughs> I had to rhyme with girlfriend. So I was like, shit, I'm nine, but I need something to rhyme with fucking ten. This is the preliminary. You know, this is yeah. this is the early on rhymes. This is the nursery rhyme shit. So I was like, I'm I'm gonna say ten. I'm ten, and then. You as rap goes, you could be braggadocious. You got to speak shit into existence. Right. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? Before you know it, 
I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> and, I could say, and I could say that damn song the way that I intended to say it yeah. when, I, when I wrote it. Yeah. With honesty, integrity, <laughs> <laughs> and pure heart. So yeah, nah, to, to answer your question, it was a little bit before nine, but I made my first like official song when I was nine. Mm -hmm. So that's how long I've been doing. Mm. Uh, Nine, I could be ten, right? But I can't survive <laughs> without, without my, my girlfriend. girlfriend. And and LL Cool J is who made me want to rap, which is extremely phenomenal because he was one of the ones that just spoke at the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, star ceremony. But when I'm Bad came out, you know this record started off with um, no rapper can rap quite I like I can. can. I take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. Like, yeah. how do you start off a record like Tough. that? Yeah. So for you know a kid like myself, I heard that shit. I was like, Ooh, it's giving me confidence that I never even knew it was right. there. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Shit. I mean, that's just, that's what made me want to rap. Catalog, very impressive. One of the best to have done it. Uh, any you, body of work stick out as your favorite? Oh, you talking about from my songs? Yeah, no, yeah, you're, yeah. From what you've done. I bet y'all can guess. Which are you? Uh, what, what, let's be specific. Though. Are we asking which song is my favorite song? No, I'm talking out? about uh, uh, album. Oh, album. Chicken, chicken. I'm curious to know what you're gonna guess, I man. Mean, Hold I, on, because I'm it's, thinking chicken and beer. That's hard because it's every single album has its own different sentimental value. Like chicken and beer became a restaurant, release therapy, won a rap album. But man, you know, people have asked me that question and it's like, I don't even think I've been able to truly give a real answer, like really thinking about it. If I had to say it, man, I would just say, and you close, it would probably be word of mouth. Mm. Just because mm -hmm. man, like the world is in the palm of my fucking hand, man. You get, you know, and you know why? It's like you get over that sophomore jinx. That's big for artists as well. And maybe not as much now to a degree because it's a lot of singles and streaming. But, you know, people would be like, you know, if your second album don't compare to your first and all mm -hmm. this other shit. Once I did, once I made it over that hump and I knew what them first week sales was going to be and that shit went on right. to sell like triple platinum. I was like, oh, it's over. I'm good. When was that like? Oh, one? Word of mouth was 2001, 2002. Yeah, because yeah, Chicken College, and Beer yeah. was 2003. So we was in, we was in college at that time. Yeah, I used to push yeah. from LA to Sacramento bumping that shit. And then Move Bitch was was obviously on Word of Mouth, and it was like, Who man. was the bitch that needed to move? <laughs> it's all type of bitches that need to move till this day. It could be, and it's not just human beings, it's cars. It's, yeah. it's, it's the it's hump whatever. off your back. You know what I mean? It's whatever. whatever. It is. It's whoever yeah. gave me that secondhand smoke. They need to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the way. But no, I was going to say, man, when you talk about cat, I don't even know if y'all was getting into this shit. I used to be in radio, so I might get a little bit ahead of you motherfuckers for a second. But what I was going to say was, you can never tell somebody how much of a hit song you have. Like, it may go up the charts, it may hit number one, but in terms of being like embedded in hip hop culture, we, we talking about this song, it's 20 years after. So this is two decades, and this song is still relevant, humbly speaking. That's when you know you got some shit. You got to wait, you got to wait your records out. That's why doing verses and shit like that is so dope to me to what Timberland and and, um, and Swiss Beats have come up with because it shows not only the artists, but it shows the rest of the world how records age. It's like you playing your cards and how you play your hand and how, you know, how it's dealt. That shit can be an ego blow mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. some artists, it, it, what's so dope about verses, it shows you where the artist's ego is at. When them motherfuckers want to play a record that only they think right. is the shit. 
And then they play that motherfucking card and the rest of the world sitting there like. <laughs> and they, you, that, that's reality. Mm. The whole world just shows. Usually you do that shit with your management and your people. I'm telling you, man, what the fuck is you talking about? And nobody, you don't really get no accountability. No real shit. On versus <laughs> instant you know. accountability for your <laughs> actions and decisions, bro. That's funny. Instant. That's why I love that shit. You just mentioned streaming. What is the state of the music business in your eyes right now? We seen Snoop go in uh, the other day on the stream. Oh people. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the headline. I didn't. I, I listen. I read hey, yeah, listen it. I read to it. it in no, Snoop's. listen to it. Listen to it. You got to hear it. the way he's saying it. He's like, I might not even shoot. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Did he say it on your show? <laughs> no, nah, it was on. Where was it at? Yeah, he was like on a panel for something. <laughs> he, yeah, he right. hey, hey, give us one of them lines. What do you say, Jelani? Give us one of them lines. It's on a real panel. <laughs> Man, I mean, there, there's so many ways that that question can go, but I would just say, not outside of what Snoop is saying, because I agree 100% with what he's saying, but you know, when if you don't evolve, then you'll evaporate. That's kind of one of my things. Is you know, you have to kind of embrace what's new. So you can't just because I didn't start in the streaming age doesn't mean that I hate what's going on here. It's just it's evolution. It is what it is. Now you're gonna have your gripes with the business aspect of it or what's going on behind the scenes, and you might have your gripes of how people are trying to manipulate streaming and things of that nature. But at the end of the day. We all listen. We all playing a game, man. Like you got to mm. play the game. Come you got to play the fucking game, or, or you played. quit. Or get, you or can get fold. Played. You can Straight put up. your hand down. You can put your chips away. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. Yeah, and I mean that in every aspect, not just people that's right. watching this. Like not just the music game. Straight up, life, Mo movie game, life game, basketball game. Y'all know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just it is what it is, man. You got to play it. Don't don't hate the player. Mm. Hate the game. Talk to him. You, you didn't only come <laughs> on the come on the scene with a new sound. You came with the visuals, like how how big was how big yeah, was that in your that mind? That shit was dope, man. It was big, but you know there's a there's a, a downside to it because even Jay Z was one of the ones that said he, you know he don't think I get the lyrical credit that I deserve because of the visual uh, of mm -hmm. the visuals. So you know the the answer to that is like people ask me, you know why don't you think get the get the credit? It's I play too goddamn much. That's mm -hmm. what I do, you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's you. why my name is Ludacris. It's beyond crazy. It's wild. It's ridiculous. I like. Uh, post effects and augmenting reality, big ass shoes, a big ass chain, and mm -hmm. bobblehead, and all that. So it's like I get it. You know, I can't be mad at it. I just have to show the multifaceted aspects of myself, and I actually love that. You know why? Because there's the, the good side of it is there's this thing where if somebody comes out with you know certain uh, material and it's like the best thing that anyone has ever seen or heard of, you you have to compare to that every single time. So I like kind of being somewhere in the atmosphere where you you are idling on the arguably one of the best and you still have time to prove it as opposed to it's just definitive. He's he's one thing. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I love being a lot of things because then I can come and at any moment, let's just say if I which I'm going to do, just drop doing everything for like a certain amount of time and just focus on one thing. It's not even a question. I know I could kill it. Same thing with, like with music, and that's what I'm saying I'm gonna do. So stakes are high, but I'm willing to take the the, the risk, and I'm definitely willing to take the, that pressure. What was the biggest budget for one of your videos? That's a good ass question, but I want to say like half a mil, something like that. It probably wasn't like 
the million, you know, maybe it inched up to that 600,000, but you know, you hear about when Diddy and Maze did the one million dollar videos, it was a couple of those. So, you know, the the can't stop, won't stop if if that's what it was or Yeah. What was the what was the Diddy and Maze video? The one with the, the shiny no. suit. Uh more yeah. money, more problems. Yeah, so more money, more problems was a million. I remember um I think Wu Tang at Triumph video. Steve Rifkin said he did a million. It's a bunch of them, so it was like maybe about five or ten. I never made it to the million category. I never wanted to do that, but I did about half of that. <laughs> For sure. Right. Two thousands, <laughs> um, you cross paths with many legends. We we try to compile a list. Uh, when we tell you the name in the in, in, in the song, just tell us a little bit about it. Uh, mm. Nate Dogg and Area Coats. Wow, man, that's my man. Rest Nate, in peace. I'm the biggest Nate Dogg fan in the world, man. People know it, and I think I've done more songs with Nate Dogg collectively than any other artist maybe sierra but nate dog was just man he's just amazing he's just amazing he smoked the whole wherever you at <laughs> he'll smoke that whole shit down and uh you know he just you you throw on the beat he'll smoke take him about an hour or two when he jumps in that booth everybody's paying attention kills it every single time but just such a a dope demeanor about himself cool calm collected and you know just how he chose his melodies and and how he chose to do certain things musically was just always surprising to you because it was a, I was out of the unexpected. I know people would say talk about his tone and stuff, but he was one of the most complex individuals when it comes to singing not only hooks but just entire songs that I ever encountered. So mm. I'm mm. huge Nate Dogg fan, mm. man. Uh, Pharrell and the Neptunes, Southern Hospitality. Wait, I was going. Something just came to mind when I was like, one of my favorite rap lines I said on one of Nate Dogg's songs, and I said something like, um, "Something, something going to bed. You got a frog in your throat, like Miss Piggy giving head." It was like, <laughs> bro, I was just like, "God damn!" Sometimes I be saying some of the hardest <laughs> shit, shit yeah. in the world. Okay, yeah. sorry. What was the next? No, that was a bar. Rest in That's peace, Nate Dogg. Yeah, rest man, in that peace. Was, that was a That's bar, a bar. Man. Straight That's up, a bar. Man. put me up there, man. Come That's on, a bar. Come on, man. <laughs> In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pharrell and the Neptunes. <laughs> Pharrell and the Neptunes, man. Um, the, the first thing that comes to mind, and y'all might not know this, for, so Incognito was my independent album, and it was missing three songs when we signed the Def Jam, and not missing three songs, but when we signed the Def Jam, we basically repackaged it and added three songs to it and took like two or three songs off of what was on there so that it, it was kind of repackaged in that now for the world as opposed to being sold out my trunk. And Throw Them Bowls was one of those records. And I remember this was the like 11th inning, like we got to turn the album in tomorrow. We going to Virginia, we going to holler at Pharrell. If anybody can give you a hit right. at the last minute, yep. it's Pharrell and Chad and the Neptunes and we in Virginia, it's me and Shaka. And he throws on this beat and I'm vibing to it. I'm thinking it's cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not like thinking this is a hit, but I do what I do anyway. I go to the car. This is where I write all my music. I just go in a car. This is like my space. It's, it's you where I zone out. In the car? In a car. So I, I'm in the parking lot in the studio, in this truck, listening to the instrumental. I'm writing to it. All this shit's coming out. Cadillac grills, Cadillac mill. And I'm thinking it's cool. I come back in, you know, and I'm saying it for Shaka and Pharrell. These motherfuckers is like, oh shit this is it this is it and i'm still like man it's cool man it ain't. so you know for real kind of like helps with the hook a little bit all of a sudden you know they play it for me and i'm still thinking that this is good but i still don't think it's a hit so we you know we put that shit on the album i'm not thinking it's gonna be a single because what's your fantasy is the first single and then everyone identifies with that damn mm. throwing bows and it's crazy because you hear a lot of artists always saying i knew that shit was i knew it was a hit 
I, I, for Southern Hospitality, I did not know that it was the hit that it became mm. and, and what it is still till this day. Mm. And that happens with artists all the time. Sometimes when you, the one you least expect becomes a hit, and obviously sometimes your instincts are correct. Yep. Sometimes your instincts are wrong. So <laughs> Numbers. that's how the game goes. Uh, Nas and Jay, <laughs> do it for hip hop. Man, for me to get both of them on a record together, and this was right after they had squashed the beef, I just remember Jay kind of holding out um, because, you know, he liked to make it an element of surprise when you get him on a record. I think I got Nas on the record first, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, Jay hopped on there. And the day we got both of those verses on there, we was just like, man, this is hip hop gold. And what better way to do this than to have a record that's just for the love of hip hop? This ain't, you know, if, you, if you're going to give a record to these two individuals, it's got to be something that's all about the heart and we you know that that could be the theme of this podcast when we talk about vin and heart mm -hmm. when it comes to music man if it don't have heart to it then i can easily see people saying i ain't fucking yeah. with that mm -hmm. yeah man uh welcome to atlanta jermaine dupree welcome to atlanta jd man mm. jd jd the first thing that comes to mind was way before that record was uh was made um jd i actually went to his house one time and this was when he had crisscross. He didn't know who the fuck I was. I just found out where he lived because he was in College Park, not far from where my pops lived. Had a gate around his crib. And one day I pulled up. I had my demo tape. I was going to put the shit in the mailbox. I see this man walking outside in front of his house. I'm like, yo, JD, yo, yo. Now imagine this shit. Like a complete fucking stranger. This little light-skinned motherfucker with braids telling you to come here. Like you don't know what the hell is going on. He don't know if I got a gun. He don't know what the hell I'm trying to do. This motherfucker walks up to me by himself, like no security, nobody with him. I'm like, my name's Ludacris, man. You gonna hear about me? Here's my demo. Take takes my demo. I don't know any other human being that would do that shit. Till this day, I have a crib. If I see a motherfucker saying, "Hey, Luda, come right. here, come here," I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> right. man, come right. Nah, but I like JD is he's one of one, man. When he made Welcome to Atlanta. I definitely knew what that shit was. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's an anthem. When you know you can go on this Janet Jackson tour and you go to every other city but Atlanta and that's one of the first songs I do and the crowd is still going crazy when you're not even in Atlanta mm -hmm. and I'm telling motherfuckers, welcome to Atlanta. Right. Psh, mm. You know what it is. Uh, Usher with Lil Jon. 100% Lil Jon sent me that record with Usher's you know, verse on it. And I like... When I say I knew something was a hit, everything else that I talked about to this point, disregard that. I got that shit. I was like, this shit is out of here to the point where, take that and rewind it back. Put that shit on the front of the record and at the end of the record, and I'm going to do a verse in the middle of this motherfucker. I'm on Straight this up. record. Straight up. This is it. This is that shit. Between that, Justin Bieber, I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm like, all I do is win. Justin Bieber, baby. Usher, yeah. Ludacris, moneymaker. And you know, throw them bows, move, bitch. There's a couple of ones that are just like, ah, to this day, them publishing checks, they, uh, mm. they, they roll, they roll, they, they roll. Talk to you them. You know what I mean? We got Talk rings, man. We got rings, bro. Uh, <laughs> big rings. Grammys. Yeah. Three of them. What does that mean to you? It means it, it's great. I want more of them, motherfuckers. Though I want some more, man. But three is three is great. It meant it meant a lot to me because. 
when I was first starting, the first five years of me being put in the same category as Eminem and DMX and Ja Rule and Jay-Z. And I'm just this little motherfucker sitting in this seat like, here we go again <laughs> with this shit. And then finally, after five, six years, they couldn't deny me no more. And it was like, I just started winning awards because I held out. You know what I mean? It's that longevity. Shit. That's, That's what happened. Up. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> the way to go. Speaking of legends, any truth that you're related to Richard Pryor? It is truth to it. Um, I don't know to which end. You don't hear people say shit like this all the time, but he's like my fifth or sixth cousin, some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> Google this shit if you don't know what that is. That, that means he's very far down the line of cousins, but we do share the same blood. It's probably where I get all this silliness and wanting to joke around and shit from, man. I studied Richard. Uh, he was born in, if it wasn't Peoria, Illinois, it was right outside of it, and my whole mom's side of my family is from that area, Illinois. Partly why she probably went to University of Illinois. Mm -hmm. So that's Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. Yep, definitely dope. my cousin. For just, sure. Just farther, just far down the line. That's dope. Well, before we get out of here, uh, we just want to give you your flowers, man. Like I said at the beginning of the show, man. The the, the... wait, man. We done already, man. I'm having fun, man. man they have the they fuck? have us on they have us on the clock. They said oh, you had a hard shit. out. So I no, do I'm, got other so, shit. Yeah, I no, go so we got we, we got quick heads. We just want to <laughs> say, like, you know, the way you've get, been able to continue to elevate and and do it in a positive uh, way and, and pure intentions is why we feel like you continue to just and a real one master, Thank you, bro. That means real, real and, to and, me. and we look up to you and you're someone that's kind of behind the scenes, but you know, you're still front and center. So we appreciate you. You know, I take that to the heart. I wish I could say you were telling a hundred percent of the truth because I might be on the backdrop and on this motherfucking wall. But you know, at some point, <laughs> these, I'm are, be dead on the... these oh, are dead okay. legends. These are dead legends. Oh, take that, yeah. take that out. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, right. uh, take that out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, bring that back. Yeah, bring that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, thank you, yeah. man. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I accept all of those flowers. Yeah. I accept that y'all got me high here today. And yeah. uh, man, listen, it, this it, ain't the this ain't the last time. I'm coming back. Yeah, even on, on the crossover side of it, like I'm just getting into acting. So to see somebody like you that come from where we come from and able to do different things, like you said, they like to put us in the box and make, have, make us Absolutely. do one thing that we're great at. No, we can be great at a lot of things. So you are a great example of that for even guys like me. So salute to that. Hey, man, that means the world. And thank y'all for supporting me way before you even knew how much you were supporting right. me. Right. Appreciate it. So, man, let's continue success. Let's build. Yes. Yes. Let's, uh, let's become yes. billionaires, yeah. man. You got a lot of deals you need to talk to us about. <laughs> Movies, right. too. I'm Absolutely. ready. Quick hitters. Uh, we're going to put you on the spot with this one. Oh, uh, top five most impactful artists or group from Atlanta. From Atlanta, when you say groups, I'll definitely put Outkast in there. I'll definitely put Goody Mob. This is this this has to be just Atlanta. Yeah, just okay. yeah. Atlanta. Outkast, Goody Mob. Um, man, it's like when you when you say just Atlanta, I want to put like No Limit and Master P. I know this is still mm -hmm. the South. Nope. Can't nope. do it. Nope. Influential. Then it has to be artists, or it could be producers as well. Both. You can throw them in there. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely organized noise. Definitely Jermaine Dupree. Um, that's four. Who am I missing in this thing? I mean, Dallas Austin. When we talk about the the ones, you know, like right when I was starting and having that LaFace records and having the Rowdy records and having the So So Deaf, you gotta think about that, man. They started a whole movement that, that just grew. Mm -hmm. So I would say those. Mm. What's your favorite car of all time? And is it true that you purchase a car after every Fast and Furious? 
I do. Um, <laughs> nah, it is true. But the last two movies we've been shooting in London, where the steering wheel's on the other goddamn yeah, side. So yeah. I just said the hell with that shit. Yeah. But all the movies previous to that, I definitely own a car. My favorite car is still my 1993 Acura Legend, mm. and I still drive it to this day. Two hundred and fifty thousand miles yes. on that thing, <laughs> built to last. My, if it's not that car, my favorite car of all times is the Ford GT, and I love it. Ford GT, man, I love that car, bro. No traction control, the gear shifting, how that's like it's so unique. The way that it looks, the way it drives, the tires. To this day. You could drive a 20, 30 year old Ford GT and you drive down the street, motherfuckers gonna be like, what in the fuck is mm, that? Mm -hmm. It's dope. Speed. Uh, three must haves when you're traveling. Three must haves when I'm traveling. I mean, besides clean draws and socks and, <laughs> um, man, this is gonna sound random as fuck. Peanut butter. I don't know if y'all saw the, the damn commercial I did, the peanut butter commercial. I love fucking peanut oh butter, goodness. man. I can eat peanut butter every goddamn day. I have no idea what, what that is. But peanut butter is definitely one of those <laughs> things. Uh, my Afro pick, I gotta have that. Yeah. Even if you braid it up. Yeah, I mean, well, because it's, it's coming out <laughs> sooner or later. Right. That shit. My Afro pick, and then, uh, man, my uh, right, right now, this big ass Atlanta World Series ring uh, that I got right here. Just gotta show this shit up. Big. <laughs> there go, there go your three. That shit bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you look the. You see this face before you answer. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got three of them though. Nice. <laughs> um, five dinner guests, dead or alive. Tupac, Biggie, Barack Obama, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Damn. Dope, dope, solid five. That would be one. Hell of a dinner, man. Sheesh. Who would you like to see on our show? But before you answer that question, yep. you have to help us get your answer on the show. Damn, I'm back. That'd I'm be back. one of you. Gonna leave me <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm my bad. bad. I'm back. I'm back. I was just, I was so enamored by the way you presented that. I yeah. know he's gonna make I'm it back. happen. Yeah, I'm back. He's gonna make it happen, yeah. though. Yeah, he's gonna make it happen. A lot of people don't make it happen, <laughs> but, he but gonna he's it. gonna yeah. make it happen. Hell no, yeah. I ain't making this shit okay. happen. Yeah, yeah. Man, who, who the hell? I don't, because there's so many people that's been on y'all show already. Now we gotta come think of someone who hasn't uh, the been rock, on here. The Rock, Mark Wahlberg, Vin Diesel. I would definitely say, I think Mark Wahlberg needs to come on. Here, yes, man. I've been back yes. and forth. We already talked about The Rock, so yes. that was a yeah. given. But I, I feel like Mark has a lot. Make sure we he have, has a lot of make game. Sure we have to my get. audition mm -hmm. tape ready, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Mark, Mark got to do it, man. Shit. That's a, like because when I said two of the most disciplined people I know, The Rock and him, that's a good reason for you to try and get him on here because he needs to share some of that discipline. Let me tell you how random <laughs> I got to know Mark Wahlberg well. So maybe like two years ago, I put a. An Instagram post, like a selfie, like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm taking my family on a, a, a camping trip. I'm looking for a big, you know, if you could, uh, uh, RV to rent, if you can recommend anybody. This <laughs> motherfucker DMs me and tells me I can take his. And I, I've seen him, but what? I've never really met him. That's crazy. His RV? This dude. <laughs> you could definitely get <laughs> listen, him on the show then. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> now, we've been back and forth on, on, on getting him on the show, but yeah, listen yeah. how rounded the so. It was, it, I find out, I, I was like, look, I was like, damn, baby, is that him? She's like, well, it's the star. So I hit him back, like, yeah, for real. So this dude lets me borrow his shit. That's hard. We're at the gas station. An old lady backs into me oh. and scrapes the side. So I have to end up fucking paying for a new panel door for it and everything. But damn. random situation that, that that's how me and him kind of met. And then we just saw him at the fight recently. 
Huge basketball but, fan, man. But yeah, but just I random. I think y'all can make this happen. Yeah, I'm just yeah. being honest. He's going to be the one, but like I said, just great dude. Like, I don't really know him, know him. I've just always fought him, and then he randomly just let me use his motherfucking RV to go take my family camping. Yeah, he must not know how like, bad my kids are. Yeah, we had G for that. Though. We held it down, He just though. sold his house. The motherfucker lived like 15 minutes away yeah. from here, but now. It's, yeah, he's yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, or he's out. Yeah, he, he's he out moved of out of here. Yeah. Um, Man, that's it. You got a uh, little package to give him? Sure, I do. My brother. Thank y'all, man. All the smoke gear. Appreciate that. This, yeah, all the smoke dot store, Where can you man. Get all the smoke dot store. Pull up. We appreciate plug, it. Plug. Yeah. Log in. Shameless plug. Well, Luda, man, we appreciate you. That's Thank a wrap. You, you can catch this uh, Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Hell yeah. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.